Hello, and welcome to PW's LitCast, a podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors of both fiction and nonfiction books. I'm Lenny Picker, and today I'm speaking with authors Travis and Mark Macy, who's A Mile at a Time, a father and son's epic Alzheimer's journey of love, adventure, and hope, is being published by Charles Bridge, the sponsor of today's podcast. Good afternoon, Travis and Mace. Travis, would you start us off by reading a brief excerpt? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Lenny, thanks for having us. Uh, and, and hello to the audience. Yeah, this is uh, this is an excerpt from the book. It's actually the start of the book. And, um, you know, I've, I've really in, admired my dad for uh, his his resilience and optimism through this Alzheimer's journey. He started doing some journaling uh, shortly after diagnosis. And here it is from October 16th. 2018. My name is Mark Macy. I'm 56 years old, and today I was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. My doctor, a neurologist, told me to get my affairs in order, since Alzheimer's is invariably fatal. He advised me not to spend time worrying about this diagnosis, to instead take vacations, maybe go on a cruise with my wife, Pammy. I told him, this is bullshit. My wife just told me I am 64, not 56. Maybe it's not complete bullshit. Five months ago, I donated a kidney to a stranger. You have to be in perfect health to be an organ donor. I am one of the fittest people around. I run and bike and swim most days and certainly am as fit and healthy as any 56-year-old. My wife just told me again I'm not 56 years old. I am not making this up. That really just happened. I finished day one of my Alzheimer's diagnosis with a significant decision. I didn't cause this disease. I'm not embarrassed to be one of the millions of people suffering from it. I'm not going to hide from it, and I'm going to share our story with anyone who wants to listen. Pammy, my son Travis, my daughters Caitlin and Donna, and I have dedicated ourselves to fighting this horrible disease that kills people all over the world. I'm going to share our story with anyone who wants to listen and to share in our excitement when I beat this thing. Thank you, Travis. So, Mace, the idea of writing a contemporary journal predated the idea of putting all this together for a book. Had you been a writer before? Had you done writing? No, I've never written a book before. I, you know, I was a lawyer for most of my adult life and did a lot of writing, but uh, never had a chance to write a book. And apart from a career as a lawyer, you also, uh, prior to the diagnosis, if I'm not getting the chronology wrong, uh, had... Uh, entered in some extreme athletic competitions, including the Hawaii Ironman. Yes. So, Travis, you write in the book, for many athletes, the Hawaii Ironman is a bucket list accomplishment. For Dad, it was more of a launch point, some might say gateway drug toward further adventures. And I'm wondering how that thirst for such adventures connected with your father's resilience and how he dealt with his diagnosis. Yeah, that's a great question. And I do think there's a uh, a direct connection between the resilience that um, necessarily is developed through the training and racing through these endurance challenges, whether whether it's the Ironman, which for dad was kind of the, the first big one. And he went from that to the Leadville 100 trail run and uh, further ultra running events like the Badwater ultra marathon, uh, and then the eco challenge adventure races. 
And, um, you know, to make it through those, you, you have to be resilient. They're, they're very challenging. They, you know, they take a lot of time. These adventure races, it's up to a week long and you're, you're not sleeping much. You're navigating, you're doing a variety of, of sports, uh, out in wild and crazy places. And, um, they require you to, to dig and to develop some mental toughness. And, um, I think one thing dad learned early in his process, uh, with these sports is, is that resilience is, um, something that you can draw on in other areas of your life, whether it's a, a medical diagnosis or the challenge of making it through a work week or, you know, the, um, the parts of, of parenting, uh, that, that tire you out. You know, these are things that I think anyone can relate to. And, uh, we've come to believe that, that taking on some, uh, some challenge by choice, uh, that's really a good way to prepare for the challenges that we all have to take on that are not by choice. And uh, Alzheimer's is an example of that. You know, we, we never never saw Alzheimer's uh, coming as, as many of the hardest things in life uh, come about. But it definitely helps if you've done some mental training ahead of time. And, and that, in fact, was uh, dad's been a man of many sayings. And um, one of those over the years uh, was it's all good mental training. And it, that's just the idea that uh, you're doing something hard. OK, it may not be fun right now, but it still has value. And that that mental training, um, you know, that's the that's the value. And at one point in the book, you referred to, you know, one of the objectives is to sort of sharing from your story what you call universal truth. So I'm wondering if what you just referred to now you know, suggests that you hope that this book uh, might be read and internalized by people who are, are not, in fact, dealing with with Alzheimer's. Yeah, I think so. That that's definitely uh, you know our our big goal with uh, with this book is is impact. You know, hopefully making a positive difference for people, and we hope we hope that it comes across in a way that you know for families dealing with Alzheimer's they they may find it particularly relevant. But uh, we hope that other people who um, you know, maybe they're dealing with another health challenge or, or maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're just dealing with aging. You know, we're, we're all aging. And uh, wh- whether you're a person who's who's reaching uh, your later years or maybe you're someone like me whose uh, parents are reaching those years, uh, I, I think there's definitely some universal truths. And, and I think also just uh, like you said, the, the stuff about cultivating resilience um, with a purpose, I, I think that can be applied um, really uh, across uh, areas of life. So, Macy, if you could, could you tell our listeners what you think was responsible for your ability to deal with this diagnosis, which for, you know, many people, if not most, would really just sort of just knock them back with with humor as as comes across in the book? Well, I I don't know exactly what what I've done to... You get to the point where I am I'm at now, or is I I spend a lot of time speaking with people with Alzheimer's disease, and I'm uh, I'm a part of the Alzheimer's Association, and and you know a couple of weeks ago I spoke with you know maybe hundred people at a at a location and talked to them about my ability to you know, to deal with this disease. And I try to speak with people as as often as I can. And, yeah, it's important for me to, to 
pass on what I what I think at least and and do the best you can and, and don't quit and, and don't give up and don't just accept the word that you're gonna you're gonna die from this and you know maybe that's the case but I'm not I'm not I'm not going for it so I'm gonna continue. Yeah, and we we still have a lot of good laughs too, don't we, Dad? I'm sure we do. Yeah, you know, I mean, Dad Dad's always been a funny guy, and you know, kind of the the life of the party, and um, I, I think uh, that's just come out naturally through his personality, and and also uh, also intentionally. You know, I I uh, you remember Dad pretty recently. Dad and I were heading out for a little run here under the Colorado sun, and I, I said, "Hey, Dad, you want some sunscreen?" and and he, he said, Trav, you think I give a shit about skin cancer? I got Alzheimer's. And, you know, it's it's both funny and true, huh, Dad? Yeah, it is true. <laughs> so, Travis, your, your father's reaction to the diagnosis is recounted in that journal entry you read. Were you surprised that he took the news that way? Um. No, I mean, you know, he's he's always been just an optimistic and, and resilient person. And, um, you know, uh, one of dad's other sayings over the years um, was keep the faith. And uh, and I like that saying. And I think, you know, different people may interpret it different ways for some people. You know, maybe it's faith in a in a higher power uh, or, or faith, faith in karma or just th- faith in things that that things will work out. Um, I think for dad and I, it's more been just faith in yourself, you know, keep the faith that you have the, the resilience and the tools and the team around you to make the best of, of the cards that you're dealt. And so we, we talk about in the book, uh, there have been many low moments and, and I think especially early on, and I think this is probably true for many families who, who go through a challenging diagnosis like this, um, you know, at the start, it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And, um, you know, there's, there's very much a, a grieving process and a, a striving to uh, control things that you over time realize are, are probably uncontrollable no matter what you do. So that's, that's really tough, but they're, they're also, um, you know, I took a lot of, a lot of um, direction from uh, my dad's optimism and my mom's optimism. And uh, that that's definitely helped me through the process as well. So, um, you know, you, you, you get uh, dealt a, a big challenge. Um, you know, you can react by by sinking into the, uh, you know, to the to the suffering or you can try to, you know, put that energy into uh into moving forward. And, and I think really dad's been the leader of, of, uh, our family and friends handling it as a, as a team and, um, you know, continuing to live, uh, no matter what the case. And, and Travis, for you, was there a turning point that you can identify now when you were able to pivot from receiving, uh, this unwelcome news to taking the more positive, proactive approach that informs, your attitude towards your father's condition and the disease in general? Well, you know, it was a process. Um, I'm, I mean, I would say over over many months, and I talk in the book about some of those significant lows, you know, where I found myself having panic attacks or smashing a snow shovel on a tree in the middle of the night in the winter. Um, you know, things that are very much unlike uh, my my normal self. Um, I, I would say that that transition 
probably for, for both dad and I to be at more of a state of acceptance and, and also more of, um, you know, a, a greater readiness for the shift in, in our roles, you know, our, our familiar roles. I think a lot of that came through the, um, the world's toughest race, the eco challenge in, in Fiji, which we talk about in the book. This is a, uh, a 10 day multi-sport race. Um, you, you're out there doing a, a variety of sports, you're trekking, you're paddling, you're mountain biking, you're navigating with map and compass. And, uh, dad and I decided to, to do that together along with, uh, with a few other teammates. And, you know, really looking back that, that event for me was, was a rite of passage. And it was a, um, a sort of realization that, you know, this is, okay, here's this, this, uh, this thing that's come around. It's come a lot sooner than we would have hoped, but it's also the, the natural, uh, progression, you know, where, where parents and children, um, have a, have a shift in, in roles and, uh, you know, people age, things change. Um, I, I think we both became more comfortable in, in our new roles, uh, in addition to just getting to have a, a wild and, and crazy and fantastic event adventure, um, you know, that, uh, really, I think will be one of the highlights of our lives. And, and base, is there a recollection that you have today of that, uh, that first race in Fiji with your son? Oh, yeah, it was very important for us to go to that race together. You know, I, I was going to be a race on a different teammates than Travis and, and, Travis felt suggested that uh, we we race together, and it was a good idea, you know. And and I'm I'm very happy that we did this race together, and it and it's a big race, and it's very difficult. You know, it's it's seven seven or eight or nine days continuous uh, racing, and you know it was great for both of us to be together, and 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 do the race, and man, I, I can't imagine a better person to do it with than Travis. And from your time sort of educating people about Alzheimer's, uh, is there something that you've encountered that you feel are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about the disease? Well, you know, my personal opinion is, is that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to accept that you're going to die. I mean, every doctor will tell you that, you know, you got Alzheimer's. That's too bad. Well, I don't accept that fact. Uh, I think there's a possibility that I can I could beat this disease and, and, and do it just by myself. But on the other hand, I know the whole medical world is out here trying to trying to beat Alzheimer's and and beat that disease, and it's going to happen someday. Maybe it's today or maybe it's next week or 20 years from now, but I'm not giving it up. I, 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 I think somebody will beat the disease, and and I think I'm going to do it. And I'm not, I'm not just a crazy guy or anything else. I'm, not, I'm optimistic in everything that I do, and I... And I think that I can do a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't don't even try to do. But you know, but I'm not I'm not quitting. And I and I tell people all the time, don't quit, don't walk away. 
you know, just keep at it and see what happens. Yeah. And if, if I can chime in briefly, Lenny, I would, I would also add, and, and again, you know, dad and I don't pretend to be doctors or medical experts or anything like that. But one thing I noticed early on is I think there's been a, an accepted story, uh, you know, for decades that, that there's no treatment and no cure for uh, Alzheimer's and other dementias. And uh, I, I think, or my understanding is that we're moving beyond that. And especially if, if the, uh, you know, cognitive decline is uh, identified early on, there are more and more treatments, whether it's, you know, the new uh, Biogen aducanumab drug, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's diet, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of things that, that can be done. And I would encourage people, um, you know, have those challenging conversations uh, early in the process. And I, I know, believe me, I know from experience that's easier said than done, but have those challenging conversations with your family members, uh, with your doctor, et cetera. And, um, you know, get, get on top of it earlier. I, I would also say, you know, things that we've done, and this is less medical and more maybe philosophical and familial. Um, the first one is just stay engaged. Uh, that's, that's so huge for, uh, anyone with, with any diagnosis or injury, stay engaged and do what you love. And maybe it looks a little different than what you've done for, for years, but if you're still engaged, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Uh, the second point for us has been, um, make sure it's a team approach and, and really, you know, that our, our team starts with, with mom and dad, you know, she's the, my mom is who, who, uh, you know, is, is with, uh, a dad and they still have a very, um, you know, deep and fulfilling relationship. Um, and, and then the, the team goes to, uh, the rest of the, um, the rest of the immediate family to many local friends. You know, I think about dad's, dad's running buddies who, uh, drive over and pick them up and they go out for runs and, um, you know, again, they're not running as fast as they, they used to, but they're still out there doing it and, uh, you know, BSing and being, being buddies on the trail. And, uh, the, the final point regarding that engagement is, uh, you know, just the idea that, that we're going both as fast as we can and as slow as we must. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one of those, um, one of those ironic truths that, uh, that we have to accept in, in cases like this. Travis, what would you say the hardest part was of conveying the experience that your family has gone through, you know, in book form? I mean, you obviously had your father's journal entries as sort of, you know, a starting point. But as he sat down to actually pull everything together into the book, was there something that was, you know, especially hard to do? Hmm. That's a good question. You, you know, the like I said, the, the core um, motivation with with this project really is that that idea of, of impact of helping other people. Um, honestly, you know, another one of my motivations is just um, the uh, the healing power of writing um, and, uh, you know, going back through some of these memories, particularly of my own low points and, um, you know, even imagining future scenarios and that kind of stuff. Um, it, it was hard. It was, it was hard just, you know, sitting there writing and, and it was, it was less about, uh, you know, worrying about, um, sharing my own challenges and low points. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable 
sharing those if, if I think it might help someone, maybe who's going through similar stuff, but it was more of just uh, grappling through it in, in my mind. Um, and, and I would say, um, you know, along with that, uh, f- for me, reading dad's journals probably was the single most challenging part of the, of the writing process, just because in, in, you know, readers will see those in the book, you know, there's, there's, there's low moments in there. And, and it's, uh, I, th- I think anyone can relate to that when, when, when a good friend or a family member is suffering, um, you know, often we feel that suffering ourselves. And, and so that was, um, that was hard to see. Uh, and, and I do want to mention, uh, you know, we, um, dad worked very hard on the journaling, but a lot of that was done via my mom, you know, as, as dad's, um, handwriting deteriorated, uh, you know, he would dictate to my mom. So she was handwriting and typing some of this stuff. Uh, and we also had a, uh, a great teammate in the writing process, uh, who, who's Patrick Regan, um, a professional writer who, who happens to live near me here in the little town of Salida, Colorado. And, you know, Patrick kind of started as a, as a colleague in this process and, and really became just, uh, a fantastic friend for me and, you know, someone to kind of, Travel the journey uh, together, and and so um, you know, I really think it's about all about teamwork, and uh, you know, the words on the page, probably a, a, about half of them, you know, was kind of my original words, and then Patrick sort of took the lead on on the other half of the chapters, but uh, everything that's there, you know, we we talked through and we we provided edits and in, in each other's text, and and I think the readers will probably be pretty hard pressed to, you know, kind of tell who is the, uh, you know, the original author of, of a given, um, section just because Patrick is, is so good in, in that way. So, um, anyway, he's, he, he has been and continues to be a a huge part of the team. And that team approach is something you speak throughout the book. I mean, one of the things that impressed me again is, you know, your ability to produce a book that is, Raw at times, you're not holding anything back, uh, you know, even going back to some experiences uh, Mace had growing up and challenges there, issues, uh, Travis, with your mother's health, and yet sort of coming out with sort of a message of hope and, you know, at the risk of, you know, being grossly unfair in terms of boiling it down. I mean, there's one point where you say, you know, it's never too late to help people, and that is, you know, a powerful and inspiring message that, many people would not expect to come out of an experience that you and your father had. Um, so, you know, I wanted to thank you for that. Um, I just sort of one final question because, um, you know, one of the things I learned there was about some of the advances that had been made in, in treating it. Can you talk a little bit about, and I may mangle the pronunciation, the Bredesen protocol? Yeah, so the the Bredesen protocol is something we kind of explored a bit, uh, especially early on, and it's uh, you know basically a um, a non traditional approach. If whereas a again a traditional approach might be more the uh, the name brand drugs, such as I mentioned the you know the newest one, the Biogen aducanumab, uh, that we recently was approved again for for people. Um, currently with, with earlier forms of cognitive impairment. Um, and, uh, I would have, you know, for, for people who are interested or, you know, going through this stuff, I mean, ask, ask your doctor about it or, or do some research. Uh, the Bredesen, 
protocol is more of an approach that that um, uses uh, primarily diet, but also um, supplements and, and lifestyle to try to chip away at hopefully some of the core ca- causes of, of Alzheimer's, uh, such as inflammation or maybe uh, toxicity um, that, that could or could not have been occurring. So, um, I, I mean, I think... Uh, you know, the, the, the decision of, of how to treat and what to do, you know, that's very individualized. I I think one thing that we've learned is, um, you know, if, if you don't mesh well with, with, uh, you know, the medical professionals that you're working with, whether that's a family practice doc or a neurologist or whatever, um, you know, you're the, you're the captain of your ship and you can, you can find other resources and, you know, different doctors have, different opinions and, and different approaches. So, um, you know, make sure that, that you find the, the one or the, the approaches that, um, that mesh with you. And, and I also think that, um, it's important to, to maintain, um, maintain hope. And, and in some cases, you know, the, the, the hope may not be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this or take this drug and it's, it's going to be a, a cure, you know, as we, as we think of the word cure. Um, but maybe it's, hey, there's a chance that this is slowing down the progression of the disease. And, uh, you know, uh, my opinion is that, that could be, that's a huge victory right there. And, uh, and, and we don't have any data to support it, but we firmly believe that dad's, continued activity, you know, getting outside and, and going on his runs and doing long hikes with, with mom and, and being with, uh, being with the community out on the trails, you know, at some of these events that we like to do, like the, we're doing the Leadville trail marathon in June and it's, it's exciting. And, you know, it's a, a group of people we know, um, we're convinced that, that those things absolutely are, are slowing down the, the disease progression. Uh, thank you for that. Travis Mace, before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about what you've learned from your experience and what you'd like them to understand from it? Sounds rather simple, but I really, I really do believe that anybody who has Alzheimer's or maybe any other disease, you just got to do what you can to keep yourself in the best shape you are, you can be and and eat properly and you know for myself I probably overdo the exercise stuff you know I run twice a day and and all that stuff though it's it's keeping me I think it's keeping me alive and I'm eating well I eat all kinds of greens if you will I can I eat a green diet and I think all that stuff's helping me and and you know I just being you know having a Make sure you take care of your kids and your grandkids and all the little little kids running around our house and and all of those all those little guys. Man, they're helping me more than they know. But you just got to keep safe and you got to keep at it and don't quit. Don't ever quit and don't ever give up and don't say ever. My belief. I'm never going to admit that Alzheimer's is going to kill me. I, I say bullshit to Alzheimer's. I don't. I don't care what it is. I, I. I disagree. Thank you both for your time today, Travis and Mace, and thank you, listeners, for joining us. Uh, the book again is a mile at a time. 
A Father and Son's Epic Alzheimer's Journey of Love, Adventure, and Hope, published by Charles Bridge. Please join us again soon for the next LitCast.